Hello, my name is Kate Gingell and you're listening to the Remarkableist podcast. Today I'm with the remarkable Julia Coletti. Julia is the mother of two beautiful little boys and is also the founder and owner of the Motivation Club, a meetup group with over three and a half thousand members that provides personal development, seminars and webinars for people looking for support and more fulfillment in life. I'm so grateful to Julia for agreeing to talk to me and for bravely sharing the challenges and events that have actually brought her to where she is today. So Julia, it's wonderful um, for you to be here with me today, and I'm so grateful to you for you know for agreeing to have a chat. Um, we were just talking just now, and and I do think it's amazing the courage of the human spirit, uh, <clears throat> what you've actually been through, uh, how you've come out the other side, and you're doing things to help others now. Um, so if you're happy to, it would be lovely if you could just share perhaps a little bit about your background um, and some of the some of the challenges you've had to go through to really to get to where you are today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kate. Um, well, I I am Sydney born and bred. Um, I grew up at Taylor Square. If you're not familiar with Taylor Square, it's the nightclub district of Sydney, one of them, mm. other than King's Cross. And um, growing up, there was a lot of violence. Uh, there was crime. There was drug abuse, just to sum it up in a nice little mm. nutshell. Um, and that was from a very young age? Yeah, yeah. My, my whole life, um, including experience with the prison, uh, the prison system really? as well, mm. for family members. Um, however, in saying that, I didn't... Um, I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. I thought that was normal and that most parents or most uh, families uh, experienced that in their lives. Okay. So I was going to ask whether you felt that you were very yeah. different to others, but you didn't really. You weren't. You no, no, not mm. until um, maybe high school uh, when I found it very hard to fit in and connect with, uh, with the girls there. Mm. It was, I didn't, I just didn't get along with them or I didn't feel welcome or I felt judged. Um, I, I remember getting to high school and the two friends that I'd gone with uh, from primary school just began spreading rumours about me for, for no reason. I don't understand why. I think that's just girls' schools. So. If you're familiar with going to a girls' school, it's yes, very I much am. like I that. Am. And I think, but it also, I think there's a sense of um, that often happens because of a sense of insecurity on their own part, yeah. and they may, you know, perhaps seen something in you which actually, despite what might have been going on at home, they were either envious of, or, or perhaps didn't understand, or maybe, maybe on the maybe they didn't understand. Mm. But regardless, you know, I sort of floated through that school. I remember getting voted out of a group, very much survivor style where mm. everyone put their hands up. What sort of age was that? I was in year 8. Right. Yes. Mm. And yeah. that was an interesting experience, but I I I think I just brushed it off. Mm. I didn't like it it must have hurt at the time, but I think with my my upbringing, I had a lot of resilience, mm, mm. and um, I could take a few hits from the girls at school. <laughs> um, but never satisfied, and I ended up hanging around with uh, what 
people would coin as the bad girls. Nice. Um, never myself getting involved in any of their activities till much later on in life. But then I, I went through two other schools. I was accepted into the Newtown Performing Arts uh, mm. Selective School for music. However, within that time, self-sabotaged mm. entirely. Um, decided that it was a great idea to repeat Year 12. Right. <laughs> I don't know why now. <laughs> um but and so that I did that at another school and it just everything kind of just fell through at that stage I'd started smoking um marijuana Mm -hmm. to put it like you know the proper term Mm -hmm. for it (laughs) and uh and drinking uh quite heavily um and that just became my life Mm -hmm. uh yeah. How much of that was a pattern of what was going on at home or, and or just the people you were hanging around with? Do you um, the drinking was a social thing. A lot of the people that I knew, they would all just drink on the weekends. Mm. Um, and the marijuana was used at home, so it was just the norm and who could say anything if everyone else was doing it. Mm. Um, in saying that, I, was, um, I wasn't allowed out much. I was... Um, I was conditioned to be quite um, friends adverse right, and okay. quite distrusting of uh, friendships. Right. It was a lot of the dialogue that I'd, I'd been conditioned with of don't trust people, you know, if, if mind my language that people are shit, they're only mm. out to get you or mm. they only want something from you. Mm. Mm. And that after high school set me up for a really bad group of friends uh, they were very heavily into ice mm. and um, amongst every other drug that <laughs> that right. we all did together. Mm. Um, and they were into crime and uh, had a lot of friends that had been in and out of prison as well. And uh, having moved out for the first time, I opened my home to all of them and thought they were my friends. Yeah. Um, as one... Does. Well, you do want people around you yeah. who, who you feel is like you, I guess, exactly. and, uh, and who are going to support you. I, just going back a little bit, I mean, you talk about resilience that you had. Did you have anybody, um, either at home or outside school, who who was there to sort of help you? Uh, and or was that did the resilience purely come from from within? Um, there was no one at home helping me through what I was going through at home. Mm. And no other family members helping me through that either. Um, in in high school, I had been to the school counsellor at my first school and mm-hmm. told them that there was violence at home and the sort of violence. And then they just, oh, it's a cycle. They uh, mm-hmm. and 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 this is how it works. And mm-hmm. and that was it. They it's just told me answer. what, it, yeah, mm-hmm. told me what it was, but not how to deal to, to deal with it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they never reported it, although they were probably meant to as mandatory reporters. Oh, really? Yeah, and then even in my, my second school, Newtown, um, the same thing. I'd told one of the teachers, but she just said that uh, it, she'd gone through the same and that um, one day you'll get out of there. Mm. Again, no, uh, you know, things are, things are much more different these days where teachers are mandatory reporters and that's I think that's important Mm. it is it is hard for families um but we all need to understand that children shouldn't grow up with violence or drugs or Mm. any other any other things like that Mm. Mm. yeah life life has changed dramatically Mm. 
And so how easy, I mean, you've got two beautiful little boys yes. and another beautiful one on the way, yes. or a little, yeah, little, girl. <laughs> little girl, which is really exciting. What, um, having come from a home like that, and, and obviously we all have a, a, an ideal world of how we want to bring our children up um, and how we want them to be, um, how will you do that differently? I mean, is it, is it something that is, is you're thinking about constantly all the time? I mean, I think when we have little children, we do the best we possibly can. It doesn't always turn out the way we want it to. But what are your sort of thoughts around that? Um, so I've had to learn from my own experience that my parents' way of raising us wasn't, mm. you know... Um, I don't want to say wrong because there is no good, no bad, uh, good, no bad, no right, no wrong in this world. Relativism. Um, however, I would, I, I am choosing. I am consciously choosing differently. However, in saying that, I did go down the same path as, um, as my own upbringing with raising the children, and um, it wasn't until I was out on my own with two children and. Um, my my the, their father uh caught up in his own drug abuse challenges mm. um that i found myself turning into the parents that i i i really didn't want to be so i was i'd fallen back into addiction with with you know with a a newborn and a and a two-year-old a toddler and um I was letting everyone back into my house again that shouldn't have been there. It was a neglectful and it had become an abusive environment and I take full responsibility for that. I was I was the leader there and I led us down that path. However, I, I led us back out. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't know, even at that point, I didn't know that what had gone on in my childhood was what essentially drove me down that path Mm. um it wasn't until i'd found myself homeless with my two children and 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 i had to move back into my parents home and having to witness some of the atrocities that i'd grown up with that i realized oh there's something wrong with me right so really not until relatively recently. yeah yeah exactly Mm. Mm. um my life, if, even if you look at me from the start of this year to the person that I am now, you wouldn't recognise. Well, I've, I mean, I followed you on Facebook for a while after <laughs> we first met. And, yeah. I, and I think, and that was what, you know, really what made me think, well, you know, the courage of the human spirit and yeah. breaking a pattern, breaking a cycle, which is one of the, you know, reasons I wanted to have a chat with you today because I think it is, it's, it's inspiring, but I think it's also helpful for others, whatever kind of cycle yeah. people are in, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be addiction, but it, uh, you know, it's, it's a, um, so what exactly, what was the, the, the catalyst for actually, for, as you say, taking yourself, taking your family out of that? Um, so cycle? I'd have to take you back two weeks before that moment and I had the police called on me for the first time in my life. Oh, Julia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I swear I'm not a bad girl. Yeah, a very uh, weird scenario. And uh, because I, the, the reason being is I was, I was extremely intoxicated uh, with two children wanting to go home. And um, 
and uh, I had become very aggressive with my behavior in wanting to take my children home away from where they were mm. um, I had been referred to family and community services which is the uh, the new uh, department for docs department right. of child services mm. and they referred me on to early intervention workers which are social workers that work with young families mm. uh, to improve their chances of overcoming adversity mm-hmm. And I'd rejected it at first. I thought, what is this? And even uh, the, the boy's father was just like, lie to them, lie to them, just get them out of your hair. You don't want them here. Um, and then the events occurred in my my parents' home. Um, it was a violent event that I had to, and it just, I think my childhood came flooding back and, and slapped me in the face and said, oh, there's something wrong with you, Julia. You need to change because you have two young boys mm. and um, and you're you're prepping them for addiction mm. you're prepping them for for prison uh, for bad relationships abuse in their own family homes and like oh, it's an talking about what mm. could have been for my children mm. um, makes me very emotional it mm. does mm. yeah the sniffles yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and I, I made that conscious choice to take up the help of the social workers mm. and I maybe didn't take it seriously for the first three months because I was still very absorbed in my own addiction challenges. Um, but then I had, um, I had the, I guess, the boss in my home saying, uh, which was a, a family and community services uh, facts in my home saying okay well if things don't change we need to take the children mm-hmm. so it was at that point where again I was being told lie do whatever you need to do to get them off your chair uh, off your back mm-hmm. um, but that thought of in my head of okay your mother's an alcoholic and a drug addict and she can't control her temper and you see arguing and fighting all the time, those boys are being conditioned with behavior that's setting them up for a life of of hardship. And it was just one day that I realized, um, I'm just gonna do it, I'm just gonna stop. And I thought that at the time that the best way to get off all drugs and alcohol would be to get as much accountability as possible Mm. Um, because I know that when the world is looking at me I perform Mm. Um, I am a performer hence the hence the (laughs) the the performing arts school Um, and I decided to vlog it on my Facebook for 30 days Um, and I had all of this support I had all of these people encouraging me to go further and keep going with it. I I built on my purpose uh, continuously. Um, I I was doing this for me mm. primarily because I didn't want to have the relationship that I do with my parents down the track, mm. one of blame and and one of regret and and one of like pain and suffering. I wanted to have a really good relationship with my boys. Mm. And on top of that, I, uh, the my biggest pain point is, is visiting them in prison. Mm. 
I, that really hurts because I've done that with family members. I've done that with friends. And it's a, I would never want my boys to go through that. Um, and so I've worked very, very hard. I've worked very hard on myself to improve myself because I am, I'm the leader. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge obstacle that you have you know overcome and I understand that it's some you know it's still something to work on but uh, but interesting your words earlier you were saying there's something wrong with me um it's I guess as a as a a child there's no responsibility you can't possibly take any responsibility for anything that happened um but you can take responsibility now for how the future is and I, I always think I mean our past doesn't define our future at all we can change it. it it's hard. I, I imagine it's extremely hard, um, especially if you still have um, people around you, perhaps who you who you have gone through that with, um, and, uh, and may not necessarily also have the same um, determination you have actually to make things to make things change. But um, I think it's extraordinary and remarkable. Thank mm, you. So. Thank you. I really appreciate mm. that. And what you're doing now and moving on, um, uh, I through that my because it was my son Marcus who actually met you initially, yeah. <laughs> but met you at um, the motivation club. Yes. Um, so I'd love to hear a bit about that, and that's one of the things that you're really doing to make a, a difference to others, and also that you also interview people um, yes. too for different. It'd be lovely to have a quick, a quick few minutes about that as well. So tell us about the motivation club. The motivation club is a, a made up that I picked up when I was pregnant with Lucy and my second son. Mm. And I grew that from 170 members to over 3,000 in, Mm. I guess it would have been maybe six or eight months because I was pregnant the whole time. Mm. Um, This was an online group initially? um, No, Meetup is a platform where everyone, uh, anyone can can uh, start Mm. up, uh, you know, almost like a little community group and they all come along. my when I started it was to pick up uh, life coaching clients but I I had two kids and I didn't want to and I well I had one child and one along the way and I didn't want to give up my one-on-one time with them and this was before I I I sort of I went down in Mm. life I was still at quite a high um and I soon realized that um I can't help everyone. I had people with, uh, you know, relationship problems, you know, money problems, finding work problems. I couldn't really couldn't help them all, and so the motivation club grew into me wanting to put everyone in touch with a person whose story and message truly resonated with them, so that they could be inspired to take the next steps in their life mm-hmm. uh, towards whatever success they can visualize, and. It has been an amazing journey. Um, you know, I I did I did hit a massive trough and have all of this happen whilst um, taking a break essentially from the motivation club. And I think that's where things went wrong for me. Mm. I think like uh, and any sort of lifestyle addiction is a connection problem. You're choosing to connect with you know whether it be drugs or food or mm. exercise mm. rather than humans. Mm. Um, uh, yes, I've mean, always heard that, so, that addiction, sobriety is not the opposite of addiction, but connection yeah. it is. It's, yeah. um, mm, and mm. it's not the drug, it's the person. Mm. It's the person has mm. um, is escaping from something. Mm. Um, so the Motivation Club is now growing even further 
where um, I'm back on track with my goals of having the world's first 24-7 personal development channel. Wow. Yeah. So what will that um, look like? And what are you, what are you envisaging that? So uh, classes mm-hmm. and workshops mm-hmm. and episodes, um, everything from how to improve your relationships or how to get the job of your dreams or how to manage your money better and have a better mm-hmm. money mindset and manifest things to how to cope with depression, how to overcome anxiety, how to help someone who's suicidal have all of those classes that we should have had in school Mm. or our parents should have taught us but in one spot so that anyone around the world can tap into it at any time so you're calling on other um, professionals in the industry and that sort of thing to to provide their to provide their sort of resources and expertise as well exactly in in all sorts of different areas exactly because Mm. the best person to teach someone how to overcome suicide mm. is someone who has been through the darkness of suicide. Mm. I haven't. I can't help mm. that person. Mm. But now at this moment in time, I've been interviewing um, and I've still got uh, five more to release. Mm-hmm. People who have experienced suicide for, uh, either through bereavement, mm-hmm. whether it be a daughter, a brother, um, you know, the father of their children or people that have been there in that darkness wanting to end their lives mm-hmm. and who have made it through and who are now all of them helping helping other helping people. Other people. Yeah. Mm. Because I believe that a qualification, yeah, it's okay. A qualification is okay. You can help people. Mm. But it's that knowledge um, from real experience mm. in overcoming adversity that really makes the difference and yeah. that can teach people. It's that understanding, it's a proper understanding. Because I think nobody who has, you know, certainly with deep depression, um, for those who've never suffered that, there is sometimes a tendency to think, well, surely, surely they can pull themselves together. But it's just, it's simply not like that. It's and that is a total lack of understanding as to actually what it really, what it really is. Exactly. Even with all of these interviews, I still don't quite Mm. get it. Mm. I, I can't. I don't I, think one can. I, we couldn't no. unless mm. we have truly mm. been there. Mm. Um, in saying that, we lost our, our nephew. I saw yeah, um, To suicide. Yeah, to suicide mm. three, about three months ago How now. How old was he? He was 25. Mm. Yeah, and I, it just, that triggered another, we need to connect more people. Mm. If we mm. If people know that this is available Mm. um, not just the channel but you know that there are people out there available to talk they will have those conversations because 80 percent of all um all suicides are you know they're they're on that kind of i don't know maybe i should do this maybe Mm -hmm. i shouldn't they're ambiguous Mm -hmm. um and a conversation can really help them Mm. and so the 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 future for the Motivation Club is to have a website and a platform that puts everyone in touch with that person who's been through the same experience mm. as them and that has a qualification to help them through. Um, we do have a lot of, um, you know, Yellow Pages style directories, mm-hmm. um, but nothing at the moment that uh, leverages experience as being something that can really help help Mm. people Mm. and I I really want to promote more of that that's very exciting and you've got people working with you doing that or you I know you're leading it and you're (laughs) I have a web developer over in the Mm. US that I'm currently working with Mm. and he's Mm. wonderful Mm. um 
and uh, it's now uh, it's now the next steps is getting the footage mm. and meeting the people to begin sharing with the world. Fantastic. That's very exciting. So a couple of years' time down the track, where do you sort of see yourself? And um, and I know you'll have the goodness, you'll have another another little oh, yes, one running sure. around. Um, I That's a great question. I haven't been asked that. In two years' time, I'm going to see myself making lunches and walking my kids to primary <laughs> yes, schools. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I, I really like making lunches. Do I'm you? just that kind of mum. <laughs> um, and... Oh, I don't know. That's such a good question. I guess in personal development, I should have this more clear. Oh, on. that's okay. I think it's but really, you know, especially when you, I think when children are around, the focus tends to be yeah. so much on the children. It's often and, difficult and to on see present, oneself away yeah, from, exactly, exactly. And on a bit away from um, being, the, being the mum, as it were. But um, but it sounds like the Motivation Club is, is, going to, is going to grow into something which really will have a, you know, an impact on many people, and I think that's definitely. Um, that's I see it mm-hmm. being much more um, fulfilled as a project, twenty four seven channel within a year, mm-hmm. up and running, and um, the beginnings, like the stepping stones mm-hmm. of the platform. I see myself also speaking in schools now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm studying uh, a cert for in youth work to help me to take that next step to helping more children fantastic yeah Mm. and for anybody who is actually you know at the stage perhaps an an addiction that really wants to do something about it did you end up getting professional help in the Um, end i'm now doing relapse prevention right yeah work with counselors okay um Mm. i also there was a there's a wonderful man called tom cartwright Mm -hmm. um he does amazing work for young people with addiction. And mm. then there is a, a wonderful gentleman, um, Chris Merlo. Mm-hmm. And he does amazing work. He was one of the people as well that helped me through that time. Right. Mm. Um, and I can give their details on. Um, I believe it's you, you're best to learn off someone who has 10 years experience. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, okay. However, in saying that, if anyone is interested in chatting about um, you know what they've had to overcome in their childhood mm-hmm. and how to turn their life around I am a great advocate for responsibility and how to tap into that mm. okay that's Wonderful. where I now like I like to help people mm. so you're happy you would be happy for people to reach out to you of it, course yeah. if, if mm. you want a conversation um, I'm so happy to talk to people okay come along to my meetups I hold them fortnightly last night we had 26 people Mm. come along to how to how to meet like-minded people and make lifelong friends I offer a lot of different um I facilitate a lot of different workshops because I love that environment and I believe that connection is the real key Mm. Mm. And I love to facilitate connection and learning from each other. Yeah, because oh, of totally that connection. So, so for people who watch, who want to, can they Google the Motivation Club? Or do yeah, they, Sydney that... Motivation Club will come up first on Google. Okay, yeah. great, great. That's wonderful. Yeah, and, and, and Facebook's the easiest place to reach out to you. Yes, that, of or? course. I'll yes. put I'll, on the show notes. I'll, I'll make sure that all the details are there. But um, that, that's the best. Is that the easiest way? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm okay. always on Facebook. <laughs> 
Julia, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to you. I think it's, uh, you know, you've obviously been through a lot, but coming out, you know, the other side, building something amazing for other people and, um, you know, truly remarkable. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Kate. Thank it's you. been such a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining me on the Remarkableness podcast today and thank you again to Julia. If you'd like to contact Julia or find out more about the Motivation Club, there'll be details on the show notes. Um, If you found the content of this podcast useful, then please share it with others. And of course, we always value any comments you have. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if you haven't already. And you can also um, see all the notes and past podcasts on www.theremarkablenesspodcast.com. Look forward to seeing you again soon.